right back up. We're going to read the word. If you want to turn to your word or open the app to Isaiah 43. I'm so honored to be here. I am. I never take this opportunity lightly to come and share. We have some amazing pastors with amazing voices, and the, just they have a ear tuned to heaven. And I'm so proud. I love them. They're my. They're my pastors. They're my mentors. Um, it's weird because we're like the same age, but they're like mom and dad to me. We've been together for so long, um, and so I honor um, them first and foremost. I also want to like shout out my husband. I never get to do that. He's here right now, and most people don't even know him. And so, um, but I'm so glad to be here today and to share. I have been um, praying and praying about today, and finally last night, um, I got I got it. I don't, if there's preachers in the house, you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes you don't get it, and then you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I told him, I was sharing with Autumn, I said, I don't want to share pretty words. I want to share the word of the Lord, amen, because if we need anything in our lives right now, it is the word right now. It is the right now rhema word of the Lord, and I hope that I bring to you encouragement, love, Life and challenge, you know, I was talking to my daughter and I said something to her and she's like, oh, that... That, uh, that did not, I did not like that. And I was like, I know, I don't like it when Jesus asked me either. But you know, he doesn't want to leave us where we're at. He pushes us to where we need to be, amen. And with everything that's happening in the nation right now, I don't know about you. I mean, you know, I've been praying and studying and I get it because when a preacher gets up here, they're on fire. I'm ready to go, right? But there is a stirring in my spirit. I don't know if you've been feeling it, but there is a stirring. There's been a stirring that's happening. I just left the redemption building and there's the kids are already going crazy. They've been there an hour beforehand and they're like, we're going into the enemy's camp. And I'm like, yes, let's go. There is a fight inside of us that is surging up. And I don't know if you feel it, but today I hope you feel encouraged if you do, because there is something that the Lord is doing. There's a moving, there's a shaking, there is a stirring that is happening and he's calling us high. And he's reminding of us who we are. And he's reminding every son and daughter, hey, you are a son and a daughter. You're not a pauper. You're not begging. And some of you are like, wow, Pastor Mar, you're really going. I'm like, I have no other way to go. There is no, uh, there is no time to waste. Amen. So Isaiah 43 reads like this. I'm in 45. Hold on one second. I got too excited. Now this is what the Lord says, the one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. How many of you say, thank God for redemption? I have called you by your name. You are mine. I will be with you. When you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched. When you walk through the fire and the flame will not burn you. For I, Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior, give Egypt as a ransom for you, Cush and Seba in your place, because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. 
I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone called by my name and created for my glory. I have formed him. Indeed, I have made him. And then I want you to skip down to verse 19, I mean 18. And it says this, Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, look. I want you to look. Come on, look at somebody and say, look. Look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The animals of the field will honor me, jackals and ostriches, because I provide water in the wilderness and rivers in the drink, I mean in rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. The people I formed for myself will declare my praise. Father, we thank you for you are provider. You are way maker. You are our defender. You are the one that fights our battles, God. And we are so grateful for that. And we thank you, Jesus, for your word, for your promise, God. We thank you that it is true forevermore, God. It's not just fancy, poetic, cute words, God, but it is the very, very breathing, living word of God. And today we thank you that we call upon your name and we we sing your praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You can sit down. I am, I have um, actually like two weeks ago, I got, um, I just felt the Lord impress this chapter in my life or in my, golly, I felt this chapter impressing me to share with somebody else. And ever since then, it has not let me go, and I have not let it go. I love Isaiah. I love the, the promise of it. But Isaiah spoke to a nation that was in uh, just upheaval, a nation that was in was just released from captivity, but also scared that it was about to be taken captive again. Amen. It was, it was in this different place that it was at. And Isaiah is speaking right now to Israel and reminding them of who they are. And in this text, I want to declare that over you today, church. I've, you know, I, I always try to find this like uplifting thing. And I sat yesterday and I was like, well, I like this movie and I have a preaching from this movie. And God's like, that's not it. And so I walked away and he said, I want I was like, Lord, maybe I can do this. This is really pretty. He's like, that's not it. And I'm like, all right, Lord, here we go. What is it? Right? And sometimes we need to find ourselves in that same place where we look to God and we say, okay, God, I have thought of this way and I have thought of that way, but neither way leads me to peace. We just sang it, right? It's so much better your way. But how many know if you've had experience here that sometimes the ways of the Lord are not our ways? It's not how we thought it would happen. It's not the process that we would have liked. Even saying the word, process, right? Brings memories into your mind. But God has a way. 
that seems foolish to the world, but it is his very wisdom in nature. And sometimes we just have to be willing to call upon the promise of God and say, I might not understand it. I may not even want to go through it, but your word is good and you are faithful to your promise over my life. And Isaiah is declaring over Judah, don't you forget who has created you. Don't you forget who you belong to. And today I want to start with that. Don't you forget who has created you. Don't you forget who you belong to. Because when we start focusing on Abba, everything else melts away. When we start focusing on who our daddy is, we start to remember who we are and the name that is marked on my heart and the name that is marked on everything that I do. And you know, uh, Pastor Devin had um, her daughter come up here a couple Sundays ago if you weren't here and she said because she carries my name she carries an authority along with it okay some of you may not know the pastor's daughters or or kids and you would just be talking to them randomly and if they then said you know they're my they're my mom and dad you'd be like oh I love the church. This is amazing because they carry this clout about them, right? I mean, they don't carry it. They're very humble, and you wouldn't even know who they are because they really are that awesome. But that's how we are. We carry our Father's name, and sometimes we forget that we can walk into a situation and say, Oh, devil, you thought you had me, but ha, 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 Jesus is my daddy, and if he's my daddy, then I can walk into a situation and call things that are not as they will be and set into the atmosphere a shift. And Isaiah is looking at people and saying, hello, I have you not seen what I have done for you? Do you not remember where you were? Who brought you out? And today, I think God's asking that of us sometimes. Hey, listen, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 I, I got you. I got you, boo. But who has brought you out before and who is with you right now? Because, see, if we keep reading in this text, it says, I am with you. I am with you. He is God, Emmanuel, a God who is with us. Come on, say that to yourself. Say, Wilmari, say your name. He is with you. And listen, I don't know about you, but there's no one else and I would love to have on my side than Father God. And here's the thing, I can't shake him. He doesn't go away. Now, if I'm sinning and doing all this stuff, that's another preaching for another day. But today, I'm going to say, listen, the redeemed of the Lord, the created of the Lord have a promise that God is with you in all situations. I'm not making it up. It's in the word. It says, I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers. Now, this is where it gets challenging, right? Because I wish I could say, if the waters come and if the rivers come and if the fire comes, I will be with you. 
but it doesn't. It says when the rivers come and when the trials come and when the tribulations come and when you feel fire coming your way, don't you worry about it because I will be with you. I will be with you. And yet they will not overwhelm you and they will not scorch you. Listen, I don't know of a better insurance plan than God's. I don't know of a better way that I can say this than the way that he's already written it. Because he says, for I, Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel, I love you. He continues that you are precious in my sight. I honor you. I love you. I know your name. And we so easily forget the promises of God when we are facing a fire and when we are facing a river and we are facing insurmountable odds. Listen, church, I come to you in full transparency. I have been there and I have seen the fire in the face and I have seen mountains in my way and I can tell you with a hundred percent okayness that the first thing I did sometimes was not remember the promise of God. The first thing I did was I tried to fix it within myself and I tried to do a checklist because if you know me, I have a checklist for everything and I tried to do it. And maybe part of that checklist was pray. And maybe part of that checklist was read the word and, and worship and praise. But you know what? It's not about the checklist. And it didn't work because the thing is, he didn't want me to figure it out. He wanted me to have faith in his word. And that's the first thing I want to challenge you. When we are facing these things, we need to have faith to believe in the word that the Lord has given you. And believe in the, not only the written word, but what is the, what is the Lord saying to you? Just today I was, I was speaking to my kids and I said, listen, the Lord wants to speak to you. The Lord wants to give you direction. I need to hear what the Lord has given Giving you today because you never know what you might unlock in someone's life today. You don't see the same people I see, and I don't see the people you see, but we are kingdom ambassadors every single day. And when we go to the word and believe the word and have faith in the word, it is an unlocking that happens every single day. It is an unlocking that happens not only in what we believe, but in what we say. Is your declaration, are the words that are coming out of your mouth lining up with the word that God has given you? And I want to let you know, we can so easily tear down things, okay? It doesn't take rocket science to point things out that are wrong. It does take a faith-filled believer to see past what's wrong and into the future of something and call out the gold. And I don't know about you, but Pastor Tim Ashley was up here a couple weeks ago, and he said, be an anointer. And I want to be an anointer. I don't want to be an embalmer. So have faith in what God is doing. In this season where we are faced with opposition, we need to be sure that we are mindful of what we are allowing to get into our eye gate and our ear gate. I know that's really basic, but God told me to say that. Sometimes when you're facing mountains and when you're facing trials in your life, you got to shut off the TV. 
And you got to shut off all the other distractions, you know? I know I sound like a broken record, but I don't know. I, I, when I was raised, y'all, uh, and I went to church, I know we got people in here. I'm used to talking to RSM now, and they're not in the same generation. But we would have those book-burning parties, the CDs, you would bring them. If you're a little bit, the cassettes, you would bring them, and you'd smash them, and you pull it all out. You're like, not in my house anymore. I feel like there's an upgraded version of that right now. It's called delete the app, delete the text message conversation, put away the phone, sanctify the house, walk around and ask God, what do you say today? Let me scroll your word as much as I can scroll social media. Because I feel like we got time for all the binging, but we don't got time to binge and eat the scroll. And it, we are living in a time where it is important to eat the scroll and to study him and to tune our ear to what he is saying. And to tune our ear to the prophetic word of the Lord that's saying, hey, listen, that fire, it won't burn you. Hey, listen, you might be in the river, it won't overwhelm you. Don't you worry about a thing. Faith is built with prayer, worship, and fasting, and obedience to what he asks of us to do. There is a a building of tenacity right now in the kingdom like I've never seen before. If, if you're in the Women of Fire group, Pastor Devin released a, 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 a devotion about building endurance. But there is a tenacity that is building up, a determination, a persistence, a resolution to not let go of the glory of the Lord, of the spirit that is happening right now, and it is being poured out. And we have to believe in this day and age that God is using every single one of us. He has need of every single one of you. So we need to have faith. Number two, we need action that will move us forward. And while, because I write, while words are powerful, action is even greater. You know, have you ever had that person that comes up to you like, well, I meant to do that. And you're like, but why didn't you do it, right? Don't think, just do, right? And so I want to ask you today, what is one thing that you can do today to move forward to your word, to move forward in advancement, to move forward in the kingdom? I've seen it. Gifts are being activated right now, and it's amazing. I see people on praise team that haven't been on praise team. I see people joining choirs because there's an activation that is occurring in the body of Christ today, and God is doing it because every gift is a manifestation of the Spirit of God inside of us. Every gift, whatever it may be, and I believe that God is calling that to activate today. God is so sorry, I got stuck. It says in this word, behold, I will do a new thing. <laughs> and staying stuck in the past can keep us from the new thing. And he says, do not consider the things of old. Do not behold them. And Carter prayed this, and I loved it. What we behold, we become. If we can, listen, the enemy would love nothing more than to get you stuck in what you used to do. And when you come up against a problem, what happens? We try to solve it in old ways. 
because it's comfort, right? But guess what? God is calling us to new things. God is calling us and he's saying, hey, listen, don't you think about that. Come to me and I will show you a new thing that I am doing. I will show you. We have to move, church. God is sick of inactivity and inaction. God doesn't want you to be stagnant anymore. God wants you to move. Well, Pastor Almighty, I don't know what to do. Listen, if I could have the answer for every single one of you, I would do it. But guess what? He has the answer for every single one of us. And when we move towards him and when we seek him, he will be found. And I'm not talking about, listen, I'm talking to the choir because you guys are here on a Wednesday night. So you make room and you schedule it. You are looking for the Lord, right? You're seeking him. But I talked to Autumn today and I was like, you know what? Today, I was looking for a certain pair of jeans. Have you ever looked for that one pair of jeans or the one shirt or the one thing? Have you done that? And you're like, I need to organize my life, my closet. If I organized it, it would be okay, right? But today, I was looking for these kind of jeans. They're comfortable. I know. I like them, right? And I was looking and looking and looking, but I wasn't moving anything. I just thought that I could see it. Like, ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Like it would just pop out, right? I had to start moving things out of the way to look and to find the label to finally get to my jeans. And they weren't like completely hidden. I had to move one thing to find them, right? Sometimes I think that we walk into church and we're like, I'm just going to look. And all of a sudden the glory is going to come upon me. I think it says in the word, seek me. And I want to seek the Lord. I want to say, you know what? Out of my mind, oh, this thought. Out of my mind, all this. Out of my head, skepticism and cynicism and doubt and all the things that you think about when you see somebody going crazy for the Lord. Does it really take all that? I don't know. Why don't you try it? Maybe you'll start doing something different. God wants us to move. God wants us to move. God wants us to run towards him. And our tenacity and endurance is only built when we go past our resistance and our comfort. Like Pastor Devin said, today he's not looking for you to just look at him and go, this is really cute. No, you need to move towards him and move forward in faith. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Say, I will move towards you, Jesus. And we need a resolve to see it through. We need faith and we need to move and we need a resolve to not give up. Um, Christina Stone, she's not here, but she preached this message. I, I want to say that it's as old as, as Naya is. She's like 15, it's a 15-year-old message. But she came and she preached this women's uh, conference, and, or it might have been here, and she preached, no surrender, no retreat. Anybody here still remember that? Yes, amen. No surrender, no retreat. It's two phrases that I have forever, ever chanted in my life. Because you see, that's what we need to have. A no surrender, no retreat kind of attitude. And I just want to reference one story in the Bible that the Lord kept bringing up when I was thinking of this. 
And it is found in 1 Samuel 14. I'm not going to read it all, but it is the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. And they were finding themselves in a situation where it seemed, it seemed crazy. And the, 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 the Israelite army and Saul specifically, they were resting and they were not stirred to action at that point. I didn't deeply look into it. I have not, um, I, I'll get with you, Pastor Rick, after this. Why? But for whatever reason, it says Saul was sitting under a tree just catching the shade, you know? And Jonathan, something had stirred in his spirit. If you read it, go home and read it. Something had stirred in his spirit. He was sick and tired of not winning. He was sick and tired of being down and then being up because they literally were. They were up on a cliffside, and they were down low, okay? And he looked to his armor bearer, and he says, I'm going to read it because it's really awesome. Come on, let's cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will help us. Nothing can keep the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. And when I read that, I just think of it, he was over it. He was ready to go. How many of you have ever gotten over it, right? If you've watched that movie, Medea, and he's like, just rip it. Just like take the hangers and go. I have had some over it moments. I have been at my house. Now, come on, y'all are laughing, but you might have had some over it moments for the wrong reason, okay? But we all get to that point of, you know what? I am over this which means you're at your wit's end and you will do anything to win, to find resolution, to get peace, to do all these things. And Jonathan looked at his armor bearer and said, let's go. That's what, in, in, in RTTN, that's what it looks like. If, if, the, if the army paint ever comes out, y'all just know, it's time. And he said to him, his armor bearer responded, do what's in your heart. He said, basically, bro, I got your back. Don't you worry, I got your six. All right, Jonathan replied, we'll cross over to the men. And he basically looks at him and he says, we're at the bottom of a hill. I mean, we're at the bottom of a ravine. They're at the top. So this is my plan. Okay, anybody that, ha you know, that, that was with him, they would be like, I don't know about this. Because he said, we will taunt them from down here. And if he says to me, come on up here, the Lord's got us. <laughs> but if he says to me, don't, then, you know, whatever. It don't make no sense, right? Because here's the thing. Sometimes what the Lord wants you to do is abnormal things to get an abnormal situation out of the way. And he said, okay. So he stood at the bottom and he said, na, 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 boo, boo. I don't know what he said. He said whatever they said back then. And he said, hey, I got you. My eyes on you. Can you imagine that Philistine? Looking over and being like, come on up. Don't worry. You got us. Because here's the thing. When we're facing the rivers and the fire and we're facing all these things, sometimes we got to do things that we've never done and look a fool and say, don't you worry. God's got me. Yeah. 
And so he says, um, in the word, it says, they let themselves be seen. This is verse 11, if you're following along. And the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they've been hiding. The men of the garrison called Jonathan and his armor bearer said, come on up and we'll teach you a lesson. Follow me, Jonathan told his armor bearer, for the Lord has handed them over to Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer behind him. Jonathan cut them down and his armor bearer followed and finished them off. In that first assault, Jonathan and his armor bearer struck down about 20 men in half an acre field. Terror spread through the Philistine camp. No, there wasn't anybody else. It's just two of them. And two of them brought terror to the enemy. Come on, did you hear me? It don't have to be 75 people behind you. You just got to grab onto the word of the Lord and get a resolve and start moving. And God's got your back. And God's got more than that. Because it says that even the garrison and the raiding parties were terrified. The earth shook. Come on, heaven and earth. Heaven and earth will back up the word of the Lord. It will stand behind what he has said. And terror spread from God. It got so loud and the earth shook that it took all those other people who were hiding or whatever they were doing under a tree and it shook them awake and said, wait a minute, what's happening? Who's gone? Who's fighting? And they took a roll call and they realized that Jonathan was gone and they're trying to figure out why did he go? Why didn't he tell us? What is he doing? And Saul literally said, stop doing what you're doing. Let's go fight. And when they got up there, do you know what? They were fighting themselves and killing each other. So here's the thing. All it takes is one resolute moment in your life to look at your enemy and say, Oh, devil, don't you know who I am? Oh, come on, somebody. I don't know if you feel that inside of you, but I'm reminded again of what Isaiah is saying. Behold, I will do a new thing. Do you not feel it? Oh, come on, somebody. Do you not feel that in your spirit right now? God is doing a new thing in this time. I declare it. We won't have to go to Facebook to see the next revival. We will just know that it is happening. I don't want it to be, oh, a revival. No, I'm going to be like, of course there is revival. It is the time of the kingdom, and he has need of us. So today I'm here to remind you, church, that he is with you. He has created you. And no matter what you're facing, God is going to bring you through it. Yes, he is. Just like he did for Jonathan. And it didn't make sense. And he was looking up at his enemy. And his enemy said, don't you worry, I got you. It reminds me of that song, the enemy thought he had me. But Jesus said, you are mine. So whose are you today? And what is your faith in?
And where are you moving towards? And what are you resolved about? Because I'm telling you, it is already inside of you. The resolution, well, I don't, I don't speak like Pastor Kevin and I, I can't put two words together. I'm telling you what, if it's about something that you're passionate about, it's going to rise up inside of you. Mama's in the house, if they mess with your children. No, you didn't talk about my kid like that. If you're married and someone's messing with your, your significant other, excuse me. Yes, my name is well, my Hamilton. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm not married and I don't have kids. Listen, if they get the order wrong at a restaurant <laughs> or your Starbucks order is off by one thing, there's a resolution that comes up inside of some of y'all because we spend like $15 for that thing, right? And my investment better come back to me, okay? So there's the thing, right? What are you investing in is going to be what you're resolute about. And there's a fight in this spirit for your, your, your focus right now, I believe. There's a fight right now for distraction like never before. But we must behold the Lamb of the Lord. And we must be reminded of what he has for us. Would you stand with me today? Look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I don't know who feels like they are in a wilderness right now or in a desert, but the word of the Lord is he will make a way and the rivers in the desert. He did it for his children for 40 years. He will do it for us today. He will do it for you today. Oh, come on, somebody. He will do it for you today. We just have to look and seek and say, Father, I will, I will seek you. I will seek you. I will look for you. I will find the word that you have for me. Come on, just close your eyes right now. Can we just behold him? Today, God wants to put your eyes on the new thing. <laughs> on the new thing. Come on. We, we got to let go of the things of the past and say, Father, renew my mind. I will not fight in the way that I have been fighting. Father, as a matter of fact, I'm going to rest in you and your promise. I will move in faith. Come on, that's right. Just speak to the Lord right now. I want to I do two things. I want to pray for people, and I want to pray for you. If, if you say, Pastor Omari, 
I want that. I, can, I, want a, I want that insurance plan. I want Jesus in my life. I want God to be my king. And uh, whether you've stepped away from, from a relationship with Christ and you want to restore that today or you've never had a relationship with Jesus, he loves you. And he wants to call you by name today. And he wants to wash you of anything that you have. And he wants to re- he receives you with open arms today. And I want to pray for you today. I also want to pray for those that you're like, I am in the wilderness. I am facing what you said. And you know what? I am stirred to action today, but I need some prayer to believe and someone to come and agree. We have people here. We have prayer warriors here that are going to agree with you. So if that's you, would you do me a favor and come down and we're going to meet you down here. We're going to pray for you. And if it's not, that's fine. Can you lift up your hands right now and say, Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you so much, God. But today, I know someone's in here. And you don't have to be ashamed. We've all been there. Today, he is making a way. He is providing a way. And he is answering an answer today, today. Come on, can we just push? Can we press right now? Oh, Lord. You are making ways. You are making ways in the wilderness, God. We thank you for your ways. Lord, we thank you, God, that we can stand here and call upon your name and say thank you, Father, that you don't leave us, God.